Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing shiurim in the Sefer Lekutze Moran. We're excited to dive into the next Torah teaching, Torah test number nine. Now, before we even dive into the Torah itself, there are a few words that we've only seen thus far in a few Torah teachings before. Lashon Rabbeinu Zichron Livracha, meaning this is the language of the Rebbe of blessed memory. This is the actual language word for word. But wait a second, what does that mean for the other teachings in this beautiful book? If a Torah teaching has the designation, Lashon Rabbeinu Zichrona Livracha, that these are the words expressedly from the Rebbe himself, that means either Reb Nassin, Rabbi Nachman's chief disciple, who really allowed us to have all of the Breslov teachings that we have today, either Reb Nassin, who had Rabbi Nachman's notes, copied it word for word from the notes with the permission of Rabbi Nachman, or it was dictated from Rabbi Nachman to Reb Nassin, word for word. If a teaching does not have this designation of Lashon Rabbeinu, in the majority of cases, it means Reb Nassin, Rabbi Nachman's chief disciple, the Talmud Muvhak, heard the teaching, wrote it down, brought it to Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman would either say, yes, that's correct, or give edits as he felt necessary, and then it was published like that. In a few cases, there are some other Talmidim that wrote things down, but the vast, vast majority were transcribed by Reb Nassim, either via his own hearing of the language, writing it out, and then getting approval from Rabbi Nachman, or, as dictated by the designation Lashon Rabbeinu, the words were taken from Rabbi Nachman's notes or were dictated word for word to Reb Nassim himself. For our purposes, we're going to dive into the text, but you should know every single Torah has a context. Many of those contexts are known about when exactly Rabbi Nachman gave this teaching, and in some cases there are even reasons why. Perhaps it was to a particular group, and certain people needed to hear certain things. There are, there are wondrous stories about each Torah and the context therein. What we're going to do now is to dive into the text itself. Here we go. As has been the custom, many of the Torahs begin with a Pasuk from the Torah, a verse from the Torah. Here we go. Tehomos hichas yumu. This is a Pasuk from Sefer Shemos, from Exodus, which means that the depths are covered. And they went down, they sank into the depths like a stone. That Pasuk, that verse is going to anchor our Torah. The initial paragraph feels like it's unconnected, but we soon will see why. Aleph, paragraph 1. Ikarachias mekablin me'atfila. The main life force in this world is received from prayer. If there was a period at the end of that sentence and the Torah was over, dayenu, that would have been enough. Wow! To know that the main life force comes from prayer, when we start to think about religious focus and different mitzvot and what can I assert more energy into, prayer really is the answer. And this will be the continuing theme of this particular Torah, prayer, tefillah. Another note that we've mentioned in past Torah is that Rabbi Nachman often uses the word ikar, ikar, which means the main focus. It does not mean the exclusive focus. So the ikar achias, the main life force, comes from prayer. It does not mean the only source of life is through prayer. This is not a hyperbolic statement or an absolutist statement. It's saying the majority. We always want to keep the proper perspective in mind. So the majority of life force comes through prayer. Kemosh like we see in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Membez, chapter 42, Tefillah lekel chayai, prayer for the God of my life. 
because of this, it's necessary to daven, to pray, with all of one's might, with all of one's energy. Prayer brings life. We want to remain alive. We want to do incredible things with our lives. We must pray with our utmost strength and energy. That when a person prays with all of their might, their strength enters into each of the letters of the prayer. And then you have a renewal of energy there in those, in those letters. This sentence actually starts to hint at what, is it, what does that mean definitionally that a person should pray with all of his strength or might. So at least part of the definition must include paying careful attention to each and every letter. Some of our prayers are long. Sometimes they can feel dragged out a little bit. Like maybe this paragraph doesn't need to be there. Maybe this piece doesn't need to be there. Chas v'shalom. Now, if the davening is too fast, there are halachic ways to make sure that you stay up with the, with the community and you hit what's called tefillah b'tzibor to daven appropriately which pieces at the right time. That's not what we're discussing here. Those pieces that we are praying, that we are saying, should include our utmost attention to each and every letter. When we focus on the letter, we give it a renewed life force. That letter, the Aleph Beis Gimel, becomes stronger by us focusing on it. So tefillah b'kol kolcho, with davening with all of our strength or might, could it mean a louder volume? It could. Could it mean a greater shuckling or a movement of our bodies? For certain people, it could. Does it also necessarily mean a greater focus on the words, the definitions of the words, and the letters of the words, the spelling? Absolutely. This concept of adding, adding strength to each and every letter corresponds to the following Pasuk, the verse in Eicha. Renewed, new is your morning, and great is your faith. Ki emuna, because faith, he tfila. Faith is prayer. Like we see in the verse in Shemos Yud Zayin, and his hands were faith. Targumo, the famous Targum Uncleus, the translator into Aramaic, says, Prisan Bitzloi, that his hands were spread out. This is unbelievably powerful imagery. We can picture Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu. We can picture great masters of prayer throughout the generations. Maybe we can even picture ourselves in intense times of tefillah, of prayer, where we're looking up and our hands are spread out to the heavens. With our hands spread, says this verse, Hands spread out, meaning extended upward towards the Almighty, is a level of emuna, of faith, which is the essence of prayer. Without faith, what are you doing in prayer? When we daven, when we pray, we're saying, God, I believe in you, and I believe that you're setting up that which is happening in the world, and I believe that if I petition properly, I can bring about, almost partnering with you, Hashem, something tremendous in the future. I look forward to continuing to dive into the ninth Torah together, wishing everyone a day of emuna, a day of faith, a day of prayer, and a day of renewed strength that we can infuse into our prayer. Wishing you a beautiful day.